If you've been called to lead, what does that mean? Or how does this look leading from the second chair? Our guest today has a lot of experience doing just that. Esther Knott will help bring insights leading from the second chair. If you've ever been a part of a team, you probably felt the tension of leading as an associate. Let's talk about this next on Ministry in Motion. So Esther, I love this subject, leading from the second chair. Let's dive right in. You have spent many years doing this, leading from the second chair. And, and what has been your whole attitude about it? You know, some other people may use being an associate or being uh, second in charge, quote unquote, as something, as a stepping stone to get to a future place. What, what, what attitudinally has helped you? You, uh, you have been an associate pastor. Um, we work together in NAD Ministerial, and you are an associate. What's kept you kind of focused in this whole second chair position? Because you are a leader. I never thought of myself as being in the second chair until you asked me to do this presentation with you. <laughs> so I think there's something about not realizing that it's any different kind of leader, that I am a leader, but yet I take my lead from the lead leader, if uh. that's not too many words to confuse us. But, you know, as I've been thinking about it since you asked me to do it, I realized that we are all second chairs because mm. Christ is our leader. I like that. And then in many respects, we're all first chairs, depending upon what job we're called to do within that second chair role. So... A good leader knows how to both lead and serve. And so it's, it's a mix of both of them. Yeah, you know, I uh, began the broadcast asking a question. If you've been called to lead, uh, what does leading from the second chair look like? How have you, quote unquote, affirmed your leadership by not having the head or leadership title? A, a leader has a servant's heart. Okay. And so I really have never thought about that I'm not the one that's in charge because I think our job as leaders or as second chairs is really for the health of the organization. Ah. And we often have a broader scope of the health of the organization, especially I'd like to talk about, you know, pastoring at a local church. Sure. Because, you know, the senior pastor... We're told that once a membership or attendance gets to be a 1,000 or beyond, or I'd even say less than that, mm -hmm. the senior pastor cannot take care of everything that there right. is to do. So you do have to turn over some of that responsibility to people who have the giftedness in that area to, to help the organization move forward. If it's all funneled through one person, it's mm -hmm. not going to grow the way that God intends it to be. You're making a heavy point for me because I know some situations in ministry where none of the team members can do anything without first picking up the phone or going into the leader's office and asking for permission, you're saying that's not the best way to, to operate as a team. It's a bottleneck, right? Ah, and it's yeah. not a team. And later on, we'll talk about trust, 
how do we develop a team and how do we develop trust? Because those are parts of what, those pieces need to be in place in order for there to be a first and a second chair. You know, um, because you've had the great opportunity to uh, be an associate, and I have too, um, what lessons did you learn or maybe still are learning or maybe are helping others to learn? Learning from working with you. <laughs> you said it, I didn't. <laughs> what lessons have you learned about um, helping the leader mm -hmm. convey the mission or getting across the point? In other words, uh, how have you helped the leader be the best that he or she could be? So I think part of it comes from really understanding the heart of the leader. Mm. What is their passion? What is their vision? And sometimes they're not always clear on what that vision is. Yeah. But we can help them become clear with that by spending time talking with them. Um, once we know that big picture, there are many different pieces that come to play in, making, in carrying out that vision. And we know that the lead leader cannot do that, doesn't have the capacity, the bandwidth, or the skill. Mm. Do you remember when you hired me, you looked at my resume, mm. and you said, Esther, you have done so much. Yeah. If I had been the sole pastor at a church, I would not have been able to have the broad experience that I have had. Knowing that there was somebody in charge, the lead leader who was taking care of all of these things, really gave me the freedom to grow and mature in numerous ways that I would not have been able to do. So I think that second chairs and many staffs have more than one second chair. Sure. That we are also places where the lead leader is not. We're also, we also hear conversations that the lead leader will not hear because of the nature of the insulation that mm. they have. And so we, I think our role is to give them the input and the feedback from what we gather so they can make the very best decisions. And as a team, we can make the very best decisions also. Sure, sure. Have you ever felt like it was your role to protect the leader? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> you want to talk about that for a moment? Sure. And maybe I should close my ears. <laughs> no, I think protection is in, in several different ways. One is we protect the leader by helping them make good decisions. Yeah. There have been times that I've had to say, if you make this decision, this is what might happen. I'm one yeah. that I don't mind if you make a different decision. I just want you to listen to me. Sure. If I know that you've heard me, and then if you want to go make that stupid decision, that's up to you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, you know, it's just we can protect that way. But we also protect it's through loyalty, which we'll also discuss, is that when we hear somebody saying something that puts the leader down or misrepresents the leader, or perhaps they don't understand the direction the leader's going, as an associate or as a second chair, it is our role to speak up, not just to be silent. Sure. To me, I'm not being faithful if I'm just letting that conversation go on. I may not be adding gasoline to it, mm -hmm. but I think my job is to put water on it mm. so that it doesn't spread and cause disruptions. So as an associate uh, in leading, you're not called to have groupthink. Uh, you're not to be a cookie cutter rendition of... I'll be useless. My, uh, my first chair wouldn't need me. It's like the orchestra. Okay. You know, if, yeah. if I was playing the same tune as the first chair, there'd be no need for the second chair. And I did play clarinet when I was in high school. So. Just learn something about yeah. you. Yeah. Well, you know, this is very interesting to me because many 
uh, are very uncomfortable. They, they've been called to lead and, and they think going to the leadership position right away is the best way. Uh, but it sounds like there's a maturing process, there's a journey of learning how to lead on a team. Would you agree? Yes. Okay. There is. Um, becoming a team is work. Ah. And I think we're going to talk about that in one of our segments. Yeah, yeah. Wow, this is an interesting subject. And Esther, we're going to come right back and we're going to look at role, R-O-L-E. What in the world is the role of the second chair? Next on Ministry in Motion. We're here with Pastor Esther Knott, and she's helping us understand the role, yes, the role, of leading from the second chair. Esther, so tell me about it. What, how is the role different of an associate or a team member who's not the leader, but leading on a team? What's, what's the difference in roles? Mm -hmm. So when we started, we talked about the fact that I had never thought that I was in the second chair. Mm -hmm. And then when you mentioned that, I was like, what do you mean I'm second chair? <laughs> I mean, you always want to be the first chair, right? Yeah. But because I'd never thought of it, because I have had the privilege of really having good first chair leaders, so it was more of a team. Because when we think of second chair, we can sometimes think of this word subordinate. I've read that in the literature. And when I read the word subordinate, I'll tell you, honestly, that didn't sit well with sure, me. Sure. But as a second chair, we have the powerful opportunity to change the life of an organization because mm. it's not just the lead pastor I mean the lead pastor has the vision or the lead uh, first chair in any organization mm -hmm. but really that vision is carried out through the life of those who are the second chair or people who serve in that, that way as well yeah. and some of the literature I read was very affirming because it said that second chairs don't have the positional authority to make things happen. Mm -hmm. We have influence, and we know from other authors that influence is really the mark of a true leader that's if we can correct. make a difference. So that's very affirming. It's not just positional authority, it's relationships. So I would say that as a second chair, one of the things to remember is that we do take the lead from the lead leader. Hmm. That, and we can help shape the vision of the lead leader, especially if that person is good at building teams and gaining consensus. Sure. Um, second chairs fill this dual role in that our first chairs want us to initiate things, but we also have to carry things out detailed-wise. We've got to be creative, but we also have to implement things the way that we've agreed they should be. And second chairs wear many hats. Sure. Well, what's the importance of communication? Uh, you're an associate, you're working with a leader. Is communication important? Yes, I mean, I know you know the answer to that, right? <laughs> because you and I have talked about the best way to communicate with each other. Yes. And I think learning the best way for each individual is the best. So, for example, I know that you're really good with texting. Mm -hmm. So if I want you yeah. to check your email, I just send you a text message. That's and correct. you're really good at then responding. But also, if I don't, because I wear multiple hats, okay. if I don't let you know what I'm doing, you don't know what I'm doing. Right. So right. it's not that we have to give weekly reports, but it's just informing of what's happening. And you might remember that I had kind of a difficult situation that arose at my office. And so mm -hmm. I just forwarded you that email just yeah. to keep you in the loop. 
Sure. Not that I wanted you to do anything about it, but it was to a critical level enough that I thought that you should be aware of what was going on. I think that's a great point because I don't know many leaders who like to be surprised if another team member knows something and can help in the situation or forewarn mm -hmm. or save. So that's a huge communication point for me. Mm -hmm. um, almost a foot stomper that you've said, talk to one another about it. Right. Yeah, that, that's very important. You mentioned something else, wearing multiple hats. Before you move on to there, can I also okay. say that communication is important, and we will come to this on the team building, but just even in relationships, Mm -hmm. Like if there's misunderstandings or even just for clarity, sure. I think that's all a part of good communication as well. Yeah, and um, sometimes between leaders and uh, team members, there could be this whole thing called passive aggressiveness mm. by me communicating one thing mm -hmm. but really not meaning it or not saying fully what I mean. Mm -hmm. And um, I've seen that to be a detriment uh, to a team and and so I think again communication is huge and I, I, I thank you for sharing that mm -hmm. I think it's important also to understand the whole thing of multiple hat wearing um, I think you said off-camera that maybe associates wear more hats than quote-unquote the leader <laughs> you gotta unpack that for me I think that most first chairs have more of a defined role Mm. And it's more the big picture of Vision Caster. And then the second chairs are scurrying around trying to make it happen. Mm. So, for example, when I worked as an associate pastor, I had some defined roles, but associates, their job description is really that you do whatever needs to be done. Gotcha. Have some defined pieces, but we really see, we look after the health of the whole organization. So if you were to look at my resume from my last job, it's there's so many different things that I was involved in. It could be all the way from the running the nominating committee of the church, you know, Eating the thing that chooses groups. leaders, yeah. developing a small group program because my wow. first chair asked me to. I hadn't okay. had that experience, but I grew um, in that area. Right. So second chairs thrive on being the go-to person when something needs to be done. I mean, that's the challenge. That's where we get our... I enjoy from, you need that done and you ask me to do it, I'm going to do it and I'm going to be successful at it because it contributes to the health of the whole organization moving it where it needs to be. So let's talk about team building. Uh, can associates really challenge a team and bring um, detriment to a team or can they build a team? Um, what what, what do you want to give insight to about this whole team building approach to second chair leadership? So we're, we're part of a team when there's more than one person. Correct. And we, by our actions, are either building the team or destroying it. Mm -hmm. And I believe that even if your senior leader isn't good at those kind of things, mm -hmm. I believe that as an associate, you can make a difference. Mm. We have influence, and it's learning how to change the heart of your leader. And I'm not going to give you all of my secrets because <laughs> you're my first chair. Yes, yes. But it is. When we sit down, even as a team, we recently had a, re a retreat, mm -hmm. it's to get to know each other's hearts. Yeah. And then 
I, as a second chair, need to, I learn how to influence your heart, mm -hmm. and you learn how to influence mine and the rest of the team. Yeah, you also said something to me that we're not all, quote unquote, uh, one pegged people. In other words, um, just because I may disagree about one thing, it doesn't mean that I'm this way on all things. And as you build a team and as you get to know each other, I think what you've said, and I've heard it, that getting to know the heart of the person is important mm -hmm. to team synergy. So let me just tell you about an experience when I worked. Okay, I want you to hold that sure. thought. We're going to hear about this experience in just a moment with Esther Knott, who's sharing Leading from the Second Chair on Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. We're with Esther Knott, Pastor Esther Knott, and she's sharing uh, some wonderful tips and insights into leading from the second chair. Esther, we left off with you saying you're going to share how you've had some team building experiences. So building a team, becoming a team, requires time, trust, and communication some things that we had talked about. And so I'm going to share a story with you from my time at Pioneer Memorial Church. And okay. it's okay to share the story because we have all agreed that we will share it because it will help people grow. We were not always a team. In fact, we were at a seminar together and one of the pastors came up to me and said, I don't trust you. I don't trust you? <laughs> I mean, this is like shattering to me that my colleague would say that. Team killer. Oh, but yeah. as he moved on, he said, don't worry, I don't trust anybody. Mm. I mean, it helped me feel better that it wasn't just me, but there was something dysfunctional then about it. Yeah. But as we got, had conversations over the course of that seminar, because we were staying for a couple days, Pastor Dwight pulled us together in a room where mm. we talked about these issues and that we weren't a team, that we were not a team. And we made a commitment to each other that we were going to build trust. And one of those things is we had to clear up the baggage from the past. We said that over the next three weeks, mm -hmm. we were going to have conversations, difficult conversations with people so we could start with a clean slate and then we promised each other that we would keep current with our baggage. Sure. And then through the course of that, we decided to become a small group. Our staff became a small group. So when we had staff meetings on Monday, from 1.30 to 3 was our small group time. And then we would have the agenda from 3.30 to 5. And people said, that's just, I mean, that's a lot of time to spend worshiping together and sharing life together. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you've spent that much time together, it is easy to take care of the items on the agenda. Yeah. It, honestly, because it's not, oh, I'm going to offend this person, or I can't right. say it that way. I mean, we had, uh, I almost say vehement discussions mm -hmm. in, in, a, in a godly Christian way. We didn't have to worry about stepping on each other's toes because our hearts were knit. Sure. In this setting, and we knew that anything that we interjected into the conversation was because we all wanted the best. Yeah. And if I don't hear from you and I don't hear from you, I'm not getting the input to make the very best decision for the organization. Uh, I love that. We just came back from a team offsite and we had an exercise. And I wish we had remembered to bring that card the gentleman gave us that had three points mm -hmm. about this very thing. And if I were to summarize it, it was, first of all, to do... Uh, no harm and to say what you're going to say uh, in a positive way or the truth to the person and not to someone else. Correct. 
I can't remember what the third point was, okay. but um, I, I get it. I understand what you're saying, Esther. And let me just share or, or ask you about this. Um, sometimes people use the team member role or the associate role as a stepping stone to become the leader. Uh, is there anything wrong with that? What problems may arise if that's the sole attitude of the associate? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so it's a problem if you're always looking over your shoulder or, hey, or politically maneuvering to get to somewhere else. Mm. That's the problem. Okay. I would say if you're in an associate role and you are wanting something else, do your job with excellence. Mm. Don't be like just always looking for something else. Do what the Lord has given you to do, just like Joseph in Scripture. Yeah. Do what you, and, and keep learning. We have much to learn in whatever position God has called us to be. And another thing which you will like, it says, our job is to make the leader look good. <laughs> you know, and that comes from communication by sure. like the heads up or somebody's coming down. It's like, okay, that's Betty Sue and it's her birthday tomorrow. Say something sure, to her. Sure. You know, because... As second chairs, we tend to be more inter interrelated mm -hmm. with, the, with the community. Sure. And we, if we see our job as always making other people look better, mm -hmm. there's no end to what can be accomplished as yeah. a group. I want to say, too, we need to display loyalty where we are, mm -hmm. not just looking for somewhere else, display loyalty. And see that the skills you're learning are part of the preparation. And then yeah. wait for God's timing. If we are just always looking somewhere else. It's, look like, it's like it comes across as though we are not waiting for God's timing. And we can learn to be content where we are, even as we dream about a future, as God has laid that dream on our hearts. Yeah, I heard someone say, bloom where you are, where you are planted. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and sometimes you look for grass that may be greener, and then when you get there, you wish you were back <laughs> with the you team. See the weeds and the patches where there's no grass. and <laughs> That's yeah. correct. Mm -hmm. um, and the maturation process. Sometimes um, people want to lead, but they may not be ready yet to lead. And I think there is a God part of this. Uh, I love the fact that you brought in Joseph. Uh, the Bible says in Genesis 39 that God gave him favor. Uh, with the person who, who basically he was a slave to. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. And Joseph, he, 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 he did well as a slave. He, he was in the prison, the Bible says, and he began to lead the prison because he worked so well. What about that uh, is important to you, Esther? So Joseph had a vision, and mm -hmm. he wanted to fulfill it in his time. You know, he went and told his brothers and his dad, you know yeah. what, you're going to be bowing down and worship me. Right. And God said, you're not ready for this yet. Mm -hmm. So he went through that maturation process until he eventually, when he wasn't even thinking about it, yeah. God brought him into the position where it wasn't about Joseph. It was about saving God's people. Mm. And that's the place that we can be. But, you know, before we wrap up, I do would like to say a few words to the first chairs. Please. Who might be really? watching. Yes. Do I need to get out no, of this chair? No, you need chair? to listen <laughs> Um, don't miss the benefit that you can get from capable second chair leaders. Sometimes a person is either because of their ego or because of their insecurities, they're not willing to give that responsibility to others. And the leader themselves, the first chair, misses out from just the, 
reduced stress that they could have in their life and the joy that they would get from seeing the congregation move forward. Mm -hmm. But it requires an investment. You can't just say, okay, you'll be the second chair, go do it. It's an investment of a time so they can learn your heart and so that you can learn to trust them. A first chair will not feel free to release somebody to do something without micromanaging if they don't know their heart. I saw this beautifully displayed at a, the last place where I pastored. Sure. And two of the pastors there just were bonded through friendship for many years mm -hmm. and total trust and loyalty. Mm. So loyalty was another thing. And loyalty goes both ways. But loyalty sometimes means that, well, it always means that you guard your tongue. Okay. If we have a disagreement as first and second chair or as sure. team members, we talk about it. It's not in, in subordination to have a disagreement, but it is to go behind somebody's back and talk sure, about it. Sure. And the congregation knows when there's trouble in the, in the leadership family. Big time. It makes everybody uncomfortable. Esther, as we close, what is something that stands out that you could share as we wrap this up talking about second chair? Well, we need to work to reduce the hierarchy gap between the first and second chairs, and only the first chair can do that. Is okay. it a meter gap or a millimeter gap? That's what we want to work toward. But you know, there are more second chair leaders than there are first chair leaders. Mm. So this is a very important conversation that we have been having. And I love it when people ask for seconds. Yeah. So yeah. we need more second chairs, and the first chair can empower them. Esther, that's awesome. I wish we had more time. Thank you for joining us. Glad to have been here. Let's sum up our discussion. We're all second chair leaders because we follow Jesus. And being a second chair leader is not based on positional authority, but on relationships. And then we're called to lead and to help build the team. If you are a second chair leader or an associate, a part of a team, don't see yourself as simply a stepping stone, or your position as the next role. Finally, don't miss the benefit of pouring into your associates if you are the leader. And so if you're leading out, but you're not a leader, there are many things to be learned through the process of ministering together. Keep learning to lead even from the second chair. Thank you for watching Ministry in Motion.